0: Hey y'all, welcome to Rach Talk, my weekly show where I sit here, drink caffeine, and talk about random things. This week I'm talking about Noah's artwork. Oh, a whole long thing about getting a bikini wax. Jack's very embarrassed. I'm going on vacation next week with my booze family. And, oh, and I lost a toenail. I mean, I'm wearing a real bra right now, which is pretty unfortunate, pretty uncomfortable. Because, you know, if you get low enough, Jack, you can't you can't wear the sports bra because then, like, it shows. And I know you're not going to tell me if my bra starts showing. I was thinking just now. I'm like, I should just come out sometime, like, intentionally put something really obnoxious in my teeth and see if you tell me. Because you won't. You'll just let me. <laughs> you'll do and then, like, edit the video and never see it. And then I'll be like. Jack, I literally, like, what that happen recently where, like, we had to, like, zoom in on the whole thing because, like, my pants were unzipped or something crazy and you, like, didn't notice. Eventually, you're going to have a video It's like, just my mouth. My boyfriend's out of town right now, so I am taking advantage of his absence to wear my retainer. He called me unexpectedly the other day, and I had to, like, get it out. But it's been so long since I put my retainer in that, I like, it was so tight on my mouth. As so it, like, took me a minute to get it out. And then by the time I, like, turned on the FaceTime, he was like, what's happening? I'm like, oh, I had to take my retainer out. He was like, you have a retainer? I'm like, yeah. He's like, why don't you ever wear that when I'm around? I'm like, because I want you to still love me? I I mean, obviously. Do you have a retainer, Jack? Mm-hmm. Y'all have a retainer? Mine are. Yeah. Wait, wait, you have permanent retainers? Mm-hmm. Does food get stuck in it? Not really. Explain to me what a... It's like normal. Wait, what? Is it where you put the wire behind your teeth? Yeah. Oh, I never did that. I should have. Because it's this tooth. And you know when I see it? Rachel talk. When I have to watch an edited video, because Dak will send me the edited video, and I'm like, oh, you know, the this thing's crazy, or you can't understand. Whatever. It's a group effort, is what I'm saying. And, like, I can always tell I haven't been wearing my retainer because this tooth right here will start to slowly go backwards. And there's, like, a shadow. (sighs) Do you ever feel like you just, it's never ending the upkeep of human life? And by human life, I mean lashes, nails, retainers, jack. I would love to compare the amount of, like, upkeep i have to the upkeep you have i would love it it yours is what 30 seconds yeah mine's like just constant i'm like i just did this actually big like not having nail polish is like a huge thing in my life i do wish i I need a little manicure right now it looks a little rough i gave myself a mani-pedi the other night another thing that happened because boo was out of town um and you know i wish i knew how to do it like Like that, like how they do it at the place. I'm doing my best, but I'm gonna, this is probably, you don't need to know this, but I'm gonna tell you, did I tell you that I lost a toenail? Ah! (sighs) I still don't know how, okay? I vaguely remember possibly dropping something on my foot. This was a while ago. And that's not unusual, because I'm pretty clumsy. I know it's hard to believe, because I'm so graceful. <laughs> <Right now>. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm actually very clumsy in real life. I tend to hurt myself a lot, and um, I dropped something on my foot, didn't think, I mean, just moved on with my life. I'm sure I had a big dramatic breakdown, cried in the floor, you know, needed someone to hold me, but I moved on. And then, the next time I went to get a pedicure, you know, they took the nail polish off and they were like, oh, your, your toe's really bruised. Like, under the nail, it's really bruised. And I was like, that's wild, but I couldn't remember what I did and it didn't matter anyway. Until I started to to disconnect. From its origins okay if you've ever lost a toenail you'll be familiar with this but it would have been fine y'all it would have been fine except that I ran a marathon and that was when my toenail said it's been nice knowing you but I'm out and when you lose a toenail you gotta like start from scratch essentially but I mean, if someone's grossed out by feet, that you're barfing while you're watching or listening to this, and I'm sorry, I never said that this was going to be classy. I the neck, I went and I my toes all scary, and I was just sort of like work around it. <laughs> I just wanted a pedicure, and the guy was like, "Oh, well, we can put like um." like acrylic or whatever over this to keep it safe and also to make it look like you have a toenail. And I was like, great plan. And, um, I had that for a hot minute. And then, um, last week my toe started, it was red. And I was like, that's funny. And then the next day it was really red. And I was like, oh no, I have an infection. Like this is I'm gonna lose my toe. I'm gonna lose my big toe because I was vain, because I wanted them to put acrylic on it to cover up the fact that I didn't have a toenail, because I'm still trying to impress Boo. And I'm like, will he still love me if I don't have a toenail? And anyway, it's like it was an infection. But then I'm like, I can't go back to the nail salon. I'm like, if this thing's infected, I'm not like giving it to them to do surgery on. Y'all know, he doesn't know. Cause he does not, you're not in this world. There is nothing a pedicurist would love more than to just tear out your soul with those tiny... You ever like have an ingrown toenail? And I mean, it is their personal mission. It is like that is everything that is standing in between them and goodness. And they will work. You're crying. You're throwing yourself backwards in the chair. They do not care. They're like, I got to get it out. You know how when you go at the pedicure people and they like, they squeeze your toe. They're like, does it hurt? You guys know what I'm talking about? To see if you have an ingrown. If you had an ingrown toenail jack, if, if they squeeze it, it'll hurt. A hundred times in my life. They've been working on it. I'm like crying because it hurts so bad. And then they'll be like, does it hurt? Yeah, it hurts like a hot poker is being stabbed into my side. And I'm like, no, doesn't hurt. Because I don't want them to keep working. Please leave my toe alone. I'm realizing all of these like non-confrontational moments. This is part of being, not being a weenie anymore is going to be, anyway, I don't want to take my infected toe to the place to have them because I feel like they're going to make it worse. So I'm here by myself wearing my retainer and I say, we're going to have to figure this out. So I watch a YouTube video and figure out how to take this acrylic off my, and I'm in my bathroom floor for like an hour the other night, slowly painstakingly getting this off my toe only to reveal I What what could I even describe that this looks like? I mean, it's, it's a travesty. It's been doctored. It's been peroxided. It's been neosporined. The infection part's gone, so don't worry. I'll be able to keep the toe. But what it looks like right now, what is like a... I can't... I don't have a, you know... If you are a runner and you've ever lost, you understand. Um, like under a toenail is like just layers of more wannabe toenails and then they're all growing at different. It's like an onion jack. I'm going to throw up, I am gonna throw up. Don't throw up. It's just upsetting is what you need to know. And next week I'm um, going on vacation with my boo and his family and um, it's a beach. And that means there is no hiding this toe. So what do I do, Jack? What do I do? Do I paint over my skin and hope that that just looks like a toenail? You think that, what would you do? you'd be like, hey, people I've met twice that are from another country and are flying to this country to go to a beach. Like, here's my toe, don't mind me. What would you do? Get rid of it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like a waterproof aid or something? And then just hope nobody sees. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty. I just figured like sand, ocean, it's going to... I want. We've already talked about this. These people are English. They're like proper and whatever. And I'm already... <sighs> Why did my toe have to give up on me now? Last week would have been fine. It still had that acrylic on it. Yeah, it was obviously on its way downhill with a pretty serious infection, but... Also speaking of the beach, I'm gonna get a bikini wax. Jack, have you ever had, I would pay $1,000 to just have a video, not of like the whole thing, (laughs) but just your face while you get a bikini wax. Deal. God. (laughs) I don't know if it would hurt way worse on a guy, probably. Maybe? I think so, because they're like your more sense. Do you even know what happens? Do you understand what happens in a bikini wax? Now look, everybody, look. I know that you could be like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, cause I've had people say this to me, you're like, oh, they'll be like, oh, why you say that women are beautiful and we love your body and all of those things, but then you like get your bikini wax. Yeah, bro, I do love my body. I don't want my pubes growing out of my bathing suit when I'm at the beach. I don't, I love my body. I don't love my pubes, bro. When I make myself laugh, that's when we know it's the last episode we're shooting today. Anyway, okay, so Jack, you're going to go into a room and um, probably your waxer has been your longtime waxer and friend, so they're very familiar with you. Back in the beginning of your relationship, they'd leave the room so that you could get undressed. But like at this point, you're old friends, so they don't even need to leave the room and just like, you drop trowel. You get up on a table. If you are modest like me, you still cover the area with a towel. Don't ask me why, because the second she walks up to the table, she's taking the towel off. But you're nude from the waist down, okay? And um, then they're gonna start chatting. Never in my life have I had a waxer who did not chat you up. And I think it's all part of their plan so that you will ignore the fact that hair is about to be ripped out of your vagina. That's what's about to happen. Or in your case, what is going on down there? And um, then they have like this bowl of like lava temperature wax and they have like popsicle sticks and they take and they're like, and they put it on you, and you just start, first of all, you flop sweat. You're sweating out your pits. You're sweating in your butt crack. You're sweating everywhere, because you're just like, this is about to be bad. But you're trying to pretend it's not, because she's chatting about the vacation that she took to Port Aransas, and you're like, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing, but you know it's coming. And you're like, don't brace yourself. Don't brace yourself. That'll make it worse. But you can't help that you're going to brace yourself, because you know, and then all of a sudden, you're just like, and then, yeah! And like, you can't not react as she rips hair out of your body and strips. Now, if you have a good waxer, there's this place that I used to go to in Los Angeles. It's got to still be there because it had been there for like 30 years or something called Pink Cheeks on Ventura. Pink Cheeks was famous that they could get you in and out in like eight minutes. Didn't matter what they were doing. They were like, (laughs) boom, done. Every time. My girl's pretty close. I'd say she's like, 15 12 it's it's a quick situation um, but they're you know they're waxing you and some parts Jack hurt worse than others some parts you're like man do that ten times I don't care didn't feel it don't care Some some parts feel like you're you, they're literally ripping your soul out of your body with the wax and then sometimes they don't get all the hair so then they get tweezers jack and that's what feels like torture when they're like oh let me just yeah They're like, let me just get like a couple that I missed here. And I'm like, no, 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 no ma'am. Nope, leave her. All I'm trying to do is cover up, like what is the baby, if the bathing suit will cover this, leave it be. One time I went to my sister's waxer and it was someone I had never had before. And that chick, her attitude was like, we'll be friends and I'll chat with you for like 45 minutes so it's slower and it's like more like gentle and whatever. no. You guys, my hand to the heavens. This chick worked on it for like 25 minutes and I still looked like a Dalmatian. And I was like, leave it, leave it. That's what it, and she was like, no, it looks, there's it literally patchy. That's great. I was ho, this was a, this is a look I was going for. I don't, we're just gonna leave, this is torture. Just leave it, let it be. Let it be exactly as it is. So that's what you have to look forward to when you get your wax. The question is, do you wax your butt or not? That's the question. To be or not to be, that is the question. Because they can. For those of you who have never gotten one before, they can do your butt. Which is maybe possibly the most mortifying, um, terrible thing. Because in order to get your butt, you got to get on your hands and knees, Jack the level of how embarrassed you are right now. You never react to my stories either. You're like, and, and lawyer, this is the harassment I've endured. Um, yeah, they make you get on your hands and your knees. But weirdly, can you, no, don't confirm this. I don't even know why I'm telling the story. The butt doesn't hurt. Anyone? No, just me. Okay, I've had it done. It doesn't hurt. It really doesn't. But also I don't, why? Why do we need to do that? We don't. I mean, maybe you do. Maybe there's a maybe you, that makes you feel. I don't. No judgment. You want to wax your butt? You wax your butt. I don't need it though. I just just want to cover cover with the bathing suit. That's what I'm looking for. One of the biggest issues with the bikini wax, Jack. I forgot to mention this part is very important. Is that you have to grow it out in order to wax it. It's like 1972. It just is, I'm gonna like go burn my bra later because it all works, if you know what I'm saying. But that's the only way because otherwise you're gonna wax like a little bit and then two days later, it's gonna be like But then, you know, you gotta do something because shaving is like an atrocity. You're gonna get all the ingrown hairs. It's gonna be back in two days. Why? Mm -mm. No. Just grow it out until you look like, you know, whatever Gloria Steinem was rocking and then have it ripped out. Or, what do you guys think about laser? Laser hair removal is something I've thought about for a while, but I, I'm i a weenie, but remember I'm not gonna be a weenie this year. Maybe I need to do laser. But it, you said it hurt though. It's very
1: quick though.
0: But it's quick. Have you had a wax before? I'm just worried it's gonna feel like I'm like getting burned or something. Just like the videos of it where it's like (laughs) Stressful. I don't know, like being in a bathing suit around your boyfriend's family and like, I don't know. I don't know why in my, well, I do know why. I was gonna say I don't know why in my brain that like being in a bathing suit would suddenly like, there's just a lot of catastrophes that could happen. You know what I'm saying? You don't. Boobs can fall out. The pube that the waxer didn't get. (laughs) I'm just trying to normalize women's bodies. I'm just trying to talk about things that really happen in our lives and not make it taboo. We all have pubic hair. We do. We all have it. Whether you keep it, you go full bush, whether you wax it off, whether you laser it or shave it, it's there. We all have it. Why do we have to pretend like we don't have it? That's why. Someone should make a shirt. If any of you own a screen printing t-shirt company? No, I thought of like four names for that shirt and all of them were, the all of them I'm terrified of someone actually getting me a shirt that says like, free the pubes. Don't, don't do it. I mean, the quality of the content of this show. I did have an episode, whenever this episode was, where I was talking about how I couldn't hear in restaurants anymore. And people were like, yes, thank you. Like, recognize for the older crowd who can't hear. And now I'm wondering, like, what are the other things that happen when you get older that... Didn't happen when you are, like, what are the things, you guys comment below, and please, because it would be so funny to talk about these on an upcoming episode, but, like, what are the things that you catch yourself doing that you feel like you're 72 when really you're 39? Do you have anything that makes you feel old, Jack? I
1: make a noise sometimes when I, like, sit down,
0: Like a sigh. I make a noise a lot now because I've been doing yoga, and in yoga, they like you to, like, when you release a breath, it's like, "Ah." so now I do that a lot. So just think of it as your, like, release. What's something you got? You guys are so young. Nothing makes you, ugh. Reminds me of Amy Poehler and Mean Girls. She's like, ugh. You girls keep me young. Ugh,
1: I love you so much.
0: The greatest unsung character of any cinematic anything. Amy Poehler as the mom in Mean Girls. I quote that all the time, it's embarrassing. I did it the other day too. I was on a group text with parents of Jackson's friend. I don't, I had never met them. I haven't met their kid, but Jackson was with them. So we're on a group text and um, they were like, oh, here's a group text. To, like keep everyone updated on what's happening. And cause I'm lame. I sent a GIF of Amy Poehler as the mom from Mean Girls saying like, oh God, I love you, keep me young. And then realized like, there's no telling what these, like you just sent it. Who sends a gift to someone they don't know? You got to know. You got to know if they're GIF people or not gift people. Am I, am I saying around GIF? It's GIF. We did a debate about this a long time ago. Remember that? Was that on a Rage Talk? GIF or GIF? Yeah, it's GIF. But anyway, I sent it and then there was no response. And I was like, well, I guess we can't be friends. If I send a GIF and you don't respond with a GIF, that's, that's the answer. We did have an episode where someone said, how do you make great close relationship as adults? That's one way. I'm going to send you this. Did you catch my humor? Do you get this joke? Because if not, oh, the ancestors are upset with that. Well, it's just because the door's open and there's all the windows open and so it's slamming. But I'm not, this is 100% me. When something like that happens in my house, I'm like, what did I just say that was upsetting to my spirit guides? And then sometimes I'm like, oh, just was the door closing because of the wind? And sometimes I'm like, you're right. I did disrespect myself and I shouldn't use that language anymore. What was I talking about? what about Alicia? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, you guys. Um, so we have been collecting stories from our STJ dream catchers. These are people in our Start Today community who have achieved one of the dreams in their Start Today journal. Actually, Caitlin, will you open that door and just like hand me a, hand me a one, hand me a cool. So Start Today journals are this thing that I came up with gosh, ages ago now, based on a practice that I had done in my own notebook at home. And women, especially, all over the world have bought these and use them to, every single day, write down five things that they're grateful for and ten dreams that they're going to make come true. And when you achieve one of the dreams on your list, we call that a dream catcher because these are dreams. So we've been asking y'all to write in, to send us an email, to send us a video and tell us your Dreamcatcher story. And this week's Dreamcatcher is so special because Alicia Ha is a longtime member of our community. We have watched her flourish and blossom. She came to a conference several years ago and we had a really special experience and we've just watched her elevate and grow and this is the anniversary of one of her dreams coming true, so we wanted to share this video with you guys.
1: So the first time I actually came across um, Rachel and how she impacted my life was when I first read Girl, Wash Your Face. It came actually at a very pivotal time in 2017. I actually retired from my professional career as a structural engineer. I've always been a people pleaser and so I was afraid to actually be me and then I kind of got really into um, further into the personal development and started attending conferences.
0: What's something- like, I can't even imagine a world where I would do this. To actually dance on stage. Fucking <laughs> Alicia, you What's better that? get, you better get right now. Get over here. I love Zumba. You love Zumba? Yes. OK. Could you be a Zumba teacher? I thought of that. Oh! No, that- <laughs> worked on it. How long do you think it would take you? I'm asking because I have 10,000 women coming to San Diego in June and I'm just wondering if you would lead us in a Zumba class like
1: I realized that I have a choice to make. In this moment I can either continue and take up this challenge that Rachel had given me and actually put in the work to do To do the dang thing that kind of said right and to fully embrace who i am i needed to take that step i needed to put one foot in front of the other and give it a shot i can't even explain how the level of confidence in myself has grown i can actually now look at myself in the mirror i can actually look at myself in a camera and actually be proud of who i am and know that that person has always been inside there i just encourage for every woman out there who has a dream to continue to fight for it to continue to put one foot in front of the other to continue to be better today than you were yesterday because it's in you and she wants to come out The world is waiting for you.
0: Alicia, thank you so much for sending in a video. We have got a fabulous gift pack coming your way. Not that you don't already have your journal and stuff, but we got to send Alicia something good. Remember, if you guys have a great story about your Dreamcatcher journey, we would love to hear it. You can send an email to this address or use the hashtag STJDreamcatcher on social media so we can see what you're up to. Okay, real quick you guys, a little mom moment. Um my five-year-old has gotten to the place, holy smokes. So my five-year-old Noah has gotten to a big place with her artwork and for any of you who have kids you're gonna know that this is a thing when they start to draw humans or like humanoids because they definitely don't look like humans um it always starts with like a giant head and then they learn how to like put a smile on it and then learn how to put like eyes on it but it's a big deal in a toddler's life when they learn how to draw arms and legs and noah hollis has officially moved on to arms and legs and i just wanted to show you guys So this guy, look at the hair! Look, I mean it's really good! It, no arms, but little legs! Okay, and then here's this guy. My favorite is the fingers, because it looks like a tuning fork. It's pretty special. Um, and also there's some on the refrigerator too, Jack, if you want to get a shot of those. But I just thought that was so sweet, and I wanted to, to show that off, because she's now that she knows how to do it, she's drawing them constantly. She's She's drawing these little creatures, and I keep... Um, mailing them to like grandma and friends and family so that they can see what she's up to. So here's to making progress and elevating whatever it is that you're working on in your life just like Noah. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. I hope it made you laugh. I hope you learned something. I don't even know if I talked about anything worth learning, but I hope something great happened while we spent this time together. Please, please, please subscribe to my channel wherever you're listening to this, whether it's podcast or YouTube. Make sure that you subscribe so you get a notification every single time we post a new episode. I will be back next week, but until then, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. This is Rachel, and this is a quick word on researching. Now, you can't see me, but when I'm saying researching, I am, in fact, using air quotes. And researching, in this instance, means anything that you do to avoid having to actually do anything. Okay, just just hang with me for a second. I went to a conference recently. It's one of my favorite ways to learn a new skill or sort of take a deep dive into a new area. And I went to this conference to kind of learn everything I could about a a hobby that I currently have. And just so you know, this is how I learned to write books. It's how I learned about personal development. I went to conferences about personal development. Uh, It's how I learned about business. I could keep filling you in here. It's a really active way that I have learned what I've learned. Is to go to conferences, to read books, to watch documentaries, YouTube's, and podcasts. I immerse myself in all of the information that I can find for how to do a thing. So I'm at this conference, and it's a pretty small group of people—like 200 people—in this seminar, and I'm geeking out. So just so you know, at a seminar, conference, workshop, your girl is not hiding out in the back of the room. She is front row. She got her notepad. I am ready. I'm taking notes. I am feverish. I am here for the information. I want to glean as much information in the time that I have because I have four kids and a full-time job. It's not like I have a ton of extra time laying around to go to conferences. So if I'm going to be here, if I'm going to take this time away, if I'm going to get on a plane, then you better believe I am going to absorb as much as I possibly can out of this conversation. So I have a fantastic time. I'm really enjoying myself. I'm learning a ton. And I started talking to a few different people. So at lunch, I talked to some people. And while we were waiting for a speaker to start, I'm just kind of chatting up who's there, who's also learning in the same way I am. And I find a reoccurring theme. So, I assume that everybody who's here, because this is a pretty introductory thing, I assume that everybody who's here is also learning, starting, beginning the same way that I am. And as I talk to people, the sort of consensus is like, oh, yeah, they're saying the same stuff they always say. The teachers are kind of saying the same thing they always say. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, oh, when we had our the last conference, the same person spoke and they said this thing. And then um also I've seen them on this and they said this thing. And so-and-so also said that. And there's a reemerging theme. They're all kind of saying the four three or four things that are the same, right? If you want to be – this is like if I go back to when I was trying to be an author, all authors say the same thing. They're like, yeah, sit in the chair, write the words. It's hard. It sucks. You have to do it. That's so – like – They all are saying the same thing. They're giving the same advice. At the conference I'm at, they're like, yeah, they're all saying the same thing. And my mind explodes. And it makes me realize that I need to come to you guys and have this conversation. I don't know that anybody at that conference is going to listen to this podcast episode, but you are. So if you are a creative, if you are someone who wants to achieve anything in life, if you're working on a project, you've been working on a project for a long time and you're not making traction, here's what I need you to get from me today. Stop researching and freaking do it. Stop listening to the experts and just do the work. I am a huge believer that you need to arm yourself with knowledge. I am constantly learning, you guys. But I – Am applying what I've learned. There's that old expression, knowledge is power. That is a lie. Knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge is power. If you are learning information about the area you want to grow in and then not actually doing anything with it, that is why you are not making traction. It's not because you didn't hear the right motivational speech at your conference. It's not because you just haven't found the right book yet. It's not because you just haven't listened to the right episode. If you are not making traction, it's because you are not doing things or because you are doing things and then not checking to make sure you're on the right path. But the idea that you would keep spending money on stuff, hoping for the magic bullet. There isn't a trick. There is no magic bullet. There is no hack. You just have to do it. You have to write. You have to record. You have to put yourself out there. You have to call potential clients. You have to ask. All of those things are hard because anything worth having is going to be difficult to achieve. It's not the conferences' faults. It's not the books fault. You just need to do things. So why don't we? Well, because it's way funner to research. It's way funner to go to a conference and wear a cute outfit and meet new friends. It's way more fun to go on Pinterest and make vision boards. Like 10,000 times more fun. So let those things be the sort of carrot that you dangle. Like, okay, when I have written 40,000 words on my manuscript, then I get to go to this fun conference for the weekend. Like make that the carrot that you dangle, not the thing that you keep coming back to because it's false. It's like false hope. I've gotten in so much trouble as a speaker. Like I can't even tell you how many times people have gotten pissed at me as a speaker because I'll go to someone's conference and I'll be like, don't buy any more classes. Don't go to any more conferences. Don't get any more workbooks. Just go do the thing. And the people in the back are like so pissed cuz they're like, "I we have another conference we want. We have a seminar. We have a thing that we want them to go to." And I'm like, "Great. If they need that, that's awesome." But most people don't need to buy one more thing. They need to do 10 more things. This isn't going to resonate with everybody. But there are a handful of you I know That keep going, looking, trying to find a writing group, trying to find an online club, trying to find things that are going to motivate you to do what you know you need to be doing. Stop. Just do the work. Yeah, it sucks. And it's hard. And it's lonely. But you are never going to have the results that you want. You are never going to be the one sitting on the stage teaching other people if you won't actually do anything.